Don't freak out. There's still room for positivity. Okay. Having said that, what we witnessed over the weekend was the Arizona Cardinals backing up into a playoff spot. Beep, beep, beep. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked On Cardinals. Let me get my microphone here. Uh, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. It's been a tumultuous handful of days here. Hope everybody enjoyed their Christmas. Their family didn't drink too much. I ate all the candy, I think, in San Diego yesterday because Christmas, you know? And what we were all focused on this weekend was the Arizona Cardinals and their lack against the Indianapolis Colts for all the world to see, putting into question what the hell we're doing here and what the Cardinals are made of. The Cardinals have been called many bad names. The Cardinals have had many fingers pointed at them, front office, head coach, players, etc. We're going to kind of subside from the noise today and just do a little bit of a bigger picture podcast. We'll have plenty of time ahead of their matchup on Sunday against the Cowboys. Bo, let's take stock here. The Cardinals have officially clinched. I tweeted out that Sean McVay had to clinch a playoff spot for the Cardinals because they couldn't do it themselves with the Rams beating the Minnesota Vikings in ugly-ass Matthew Stafford Detroit Lions fashion. They still clinched a playoff spot, as did the Cardinals, but the Cardinals take a one-game back seat in the NFC West. That's where we are. If the, if the playoffs started today, the Arizona Cardinals would be traveling to face a familiar face in Bruce Arians and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson, Owen Wilson, <laughs> the scariest environment imaginable from Armageddon. That would be the scare, in my opinion. But, as I mentioned in the, in the cold open, there is so much room for positive growth still, not only between the ears, of the players, front office members, and fans alike of the Arizona Cardinals, but also also their playoff positioning, Bo. So as of right now, taking a day, relaxing after we went at each other's throats about who was <laughs> the Cardinals game on, on our live podcast, where are you sitting right now? And how comfortable, if at all, are you with the Cardinals in the playoffs once they get there? Skeptical, right? Very, very skeptical about their ability to go on the road potentially and win a football game and not be one and done in the playoffs. And, and I say this because I look at just recent history. When you look at last postseason and you teams that won at least one playoff game, at the end of the year, they were trending in the right direction. Maybe the only team that wasn't maybe scuffling, shuffling a little bit was the Cleveland Browns. They were kind of trading wins and losses Going into the postseason, they were 11 and 5 squad. They were faced with COVID 19 uh, restrictions. They didn't have their head coach. They didn't have a couple key players. And they go and they blow the doors off the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were the only team that was struggling more than the Cleveland Browns at that point. Remember that Cle that's Pittsburgh Steelers team? It, it was the last undefeated team in the NFL. It struggled yep. down, this, down the stretch of the season. 
Does this sound familiar? I think where people are very skeptical about this Arizona Cardinals team is because they've seen this play out. They feel like they've seen this before. Now, there are the exceptions to these rules, right? There are the teams that have struggled at the end of the season and they've figured it out in the postseason and gone on these magical runs, but it doesn't happen that often. Arizona Cardinals, in their franchise, they have an example of that. One of the worst postseason teams ever. Kurt Warner, Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, you know, Darnell Dockett, Carlos Dansby. We, we remember that squad. It pretty much was the arrival of football in the Valley of the Sun. But, you know, do people expect that to happen? Sure. The people that take the Kool-Aid and they put it into their veins, like, and that's how they drink the, the, the team Kool-Aid, that's them. But as far as the people who watch football on a regular basis, you know that if you have no momentum, if the, if you have nothing going your way, the chances of you going on the road and winning a playoff game, they're very slim. Like the, it's it's hard to win in the NFL in, in the regular season. It's really hard to win in the postseason. You don't just show up and accidentally win a football game. That doesn't happen. So that's why you know I think people are are not too confident in this organization, especially the way that they're kind of posturing for the end of the season they've got to right this ship and it's got to start as early as this week against a very dangerous Dallas Cowboys team that just put up you know a stupid amount of points against a Washington football team on on Sunday night football locked on Cardinals part of your locked on podcast network your team every day thank you for making locked on Cardinals your first listen every day free and available on on all platforms please subscribe to the YouTube channel we're inching closer to 2,000 subs really appreciate it Twitter's been a blaze Thank you to everybody who's been reaching out, commenting, liking, you know, whatever. This is we want this to be as tight knit a, a group and followers as possible, and we love to do everything we can to make that. So, uh, yeah, like what the Cowboys did on Monday night is what the Cardinals should have done against Detroit. I mean, that's what you expected. Maybe not a fifty-six burger, you know, maybe not a couple special teams touchdowns to Marcus Lawrence, and I think a blocked punt, right? Yeah, for a touchdown. Um, but you wanted the stars that were playing, that were healthy, to show out, and they didn't. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper showed out. Dak Prescott looked excellent last night, showed out. Um, it's daunting to see where the Cardinals need to get to to prove to people that they could do that to a team again, what Dallas did to Washington. Because what the Cardinals did for the first seven weeks was that. Sure, the Minnesota game was close, and 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 not every game was the Tennessee or Cleveland game, but they did it to the Rams at SoFi. You know, like, we've seen it with this team. And yes, DeAndre Hopkins is out, okay? J.J. Watt is out. And 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 James Conner was out on, Sun, on Saturday. Everybody's hurt in the NFL through 16 weeks. Everybody is. And the questions are coming into play. Was it Steve Kime? Is it Cliff Kingsbury? Is it Kyler Murray really just plateauing in his third year? We don't know. We don't know, but that's not what this podcast is about. Coming up next, there's going to be positivity for about eight minutes, smack dab in the middle of this damn podcast, where the Cardinals can move in a positive direction and how they can still salvage their beat, beat, beat back in their asses into the playoffs instead of going and clinching a playoff spot on their own. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll be back in a minute. Second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Hope everybody had a fantastic Christmas. Uh, for those that don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you enjoyed a nice day off, hopefully, on Friday from work. This is the time of year where 
You never know what day it is, what time it is, what your name is. This is one of the best parts of the year. It's just it's just extra weird because you have a full day of work. You have a full week of work because the New Year's uh, isn't until Saturday. But thank you for hanging out with us. Um, thank you to everybody who watched the postgame show on Christmas night. Hopefully, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't a positive one. And you saw two uh, two brothers yelling at each other pretty much in front of the rest of the family. But I think... The thing with Cliff Kingsbury is, it's it, and Bo said this right. I think it was on uh, on on that podcast, if not our our full one after, was that we're fifty fifty, baby. Like there's, it is such a polarizing conversation because the the Cliff Truthers are starting to be like, huh, maybe I'm wrong, and then the, and then you know the, the the Cliff the Fire Cliff crew is maybe softening because of Kyler Murray hasn't really gotten there. We saw the big run in the first half and then it was just kind of meh, you know, yeah. and then you can pivot towards Steve Kime. There's a lot of name blaming that can go on and we don't really know who's truly at fault. It probably is everybody, but there's still some positivity looming. The Cardinals have two games left or one game out of the NFC West, you know, a, a, a lead. Okay. The Cardinals have Dallas on Sunday and then Seattle at home in week 18. The Rams have the Ravens on the road. You would assume Lamar Jackson will be back at this point. And then they have the 49ers at home at SoFi on in week 18. And I'm assuming that those two games, those two NFC West games, will be played simultaneously in the afternoon slot, especially if the division crown's on the line. Now, if the Cardinals can win in uh, in Dallas on Sunday, and the Rams lose, the Cardinals are leading the division again. And not only are the Cardinals leading the division again, but they're no longer going to be the four seed. They'll probably bump up to the three seed because Dallas will fall from where they are into a lower level because of the tiebreaker the Cardinals have against them. And it this all could change in the blink of an eye on Sunday. All of it. Everything changes in the blink of an eye if the Rams lose and the Cardinals win. And it's not like, well... You know, the Rams have to lose to Detroit at home and the Cardinals are playing, It does, you know, the Chiefs. It's not that. Right. So it's just, this is grasping onto strings at this point when we once thought the Cardinals were going to walk their way into the playoffs on their own accord. But there's still a little bit of a safety net to pivot this to positivity town in one game. Sure. I mean, massive opportunity. Massive opportunity. It's up to the Arizona Cardinals what they want to do. I mean, they could take on this playoff team in the Dallas Cowboys. Kyler Murray can return to the state. Has he lost a game in Texas yet? I, I still don't know. I mean, I don't know he's he's the greatest high school quarterback of all time. What do you go forty three and zero? Couple three state championships for Kyler Murray. Just absurd numbers. We know what happened last time they took on the Dallas Cowboys. What was it? A Monday Night Football game. They went thirty eight to to ten. They turned Andy Dalton over several times. But uh, we, we know what's the Arizona Cardinals aren't playing their best football. They're playing far from it. And there's a couple reasons to be you can find optimism with it not having to like shoehorn it in. Like like, hey, let's just be you know just take a giant leap of faith with really no reason, and it's an irrational move for fans to do so. But especially after the the performance from the Cowboys and the Cardinals the last couple of weeks, um, the Cardinals are five and a half point road dogs right now. Five and a half points against the Cowboys. And uh, Rodney Hudson's back in the lineup. And when Rodney Hudson and Kyler Murray have been in the same lineup, 
which is, you know, happened a, a bunch of times this year. And it's only happened once where they've lost a football game. That's it. The, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty absurd. They had the loss to Carolina. I'm sorry. And, and then they also lost the game against the, the, they've, they've lost twice. They lost with the, against the Los Angeles Rams. That was the last time we saw Rodney Hudson. So two of their three losses have come when it's, Kyler Murray and Rodney Hudson. That's that's the group that you want. You know that this offensive line plays at a different level when it's got its its backbone back in there as far as Rodney Hudson, who's been on the shelf because he was COVID positive for the past two weeks. You also got to think that with that, sure, it's not good when you have a positive test, but at the same token, he was nursing that rib injury from a couple weeks ago. He gets a little healthier. He gets back in the lineup. He's fresh. He's ready to go. I like that for the Arizona Cardinals going against this defensive front from the Dallas Cowboys. So there's that opportunity for them to do this. It's it's going to come down to just making plays, though. You know, looking at this game and saying, Christian Kirk's going to be like, okay, I can make up for having a big drop and kind of not having my best game against, uh, you know, their last opponent in the, um, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks. And, you know, he had a big game in Detroit, but a lot of that was in garbage time. But you know, I think against the Colts, he probably wanted to have a better performance. A.J. Green kind of had only one big play in that game. All these receivers, all these playmakers that needed to step up did not. This is their chance to do so. But, like, is it insane to believe, hey, just by showing up and, and going out there and playing, you know, that they're going to get it done? No, absolutely not. That's where you're kind of the skepticism jumps in. Another thing, Alex, is like, the ship has absolutely sailed on Kyler Murray winning the MVP. Sure, he was selected to his second Pro Bowl, but that doesn't mean that Kyler Murray, and this is absolutely where you should, he has the ability to play like an MVP the rest of the way. He has that, he has the ability, he has the skill set, he can make all the throws, he has the ability to get out and run, he can take over a game, he needs to do that over the final two games of the season. It absolutely has to happen, and he has the ability to do so. I feel like he's just been kind of quiet the last couple weeks. Here's your chance to reemerge. It's good. There's going to be a ton of eyes on this football game. And, and the last couple times that that's happened, you've fallen short. You lost to the Rams on Monday Night Football. You lost to the Packers on Thursday Night Football. That's all people really know about this Cardinals team. That's why people like Sosa Kremenjian of Lockdown Rams is calling you the Fraudnals. Here's your chance to change that narrative can change the narrative that you're done, you're dead in the water, you can't win another football game, and you're going to be one and done in the playoffs by winning a game on the road against a good Cowboys football team and Kyler Murray showing that he's an MVP caliber player. That positive enough? I mean, but yeah, I mean, the only only downside is we've been saying this for a month. Yeah. You know, and we haven't seen it. Sure. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen, aside from that run and aside from a couple sustained drives, like the one where they scored in a blink of an eye, um, just chunk play was a perfect ball down the sideline on a go route. They only throw go routes, it seems like. I mean, it's down the sideline. It's Zach Ertz, it's Christian Kirk, it's AJ Green. Like, and it, they're just timing routes that that Kyler, when he has time in the pocket, is excellent at. Um, aside from that, he hasn't looked great. You know, he had he saw the giddy up. There were questions about his ankle. Is it still, you know, is he still hobbled a little bit? Uh, didn't show that on his 50 plus yard run. Uh, where he almost got in the end zone. But yeah, I mean, you need leadership from Kyler Murray. You need Kyler Murray to play well. If Kyler Murray's not going to play well, the Cardinals aren't going to win. doesn't matter how good of a head coach or bad of a head coach you have. doesn't matter who's injured or not. You know, it doesn't matter how good the defense is. If they can't, they've put up, what was it? 28 points in two games 
against two second second team defenses, something's wrong. You know the defense. What we've seen is the NFL caught up again. That's that's what that's what we're witnessing right now. Defensive coordinators have caught up again to what the Cardinals do to how to how to bracket Kyler Murray, and we're watching it. So we need to see, just like Kyler Murray needs to show it, Cliff Kingsbury needs to be in tow with that, having the right play calls, getting the ball out of Kyler's hands, putting the players that he coaches in the right positions to succeed and not putting it on the players solely to make, you know, miraculous plays to put points on the board. But yeah, I think they're miraculous plays that are, that are necessary. I mean, I, that, that Christian, some, Kirk yes, but you can't up, yeah. rely on them. The Christian right. Kirk catch. Absolutely. Like, and I, and I get, I get that play, but maybe don't call a go route. Maybe don't have that as part of the play package on third and two, when you need a first down, when you take the ball after winning the toss. And I, I completely agree with that call, taking the ball. Cause like, you know what? Something's got to change. Let's go yeah. giddy up. We're at home. It's Christmas. Let's go down and score a touchdown. So I don't know. I mean, it's just, we don't have to relive every little thing that happened against the Colts. It's just overall putting up 16 points, three of which were when the game was pretty much over. It's not great. You had two good drives. Right. One ended up in a missed field goal and then one ended up in a touchdown. I don't know, but I mean, yes, all in good. No, I mean, I was only going to make the point that, uh, you know, I've seen the the excuses for Matt Prater where he had McCoy holding for him and he, he goes Dan Marino and he goes laces out. And he, mm. sure, I think that's one excuse for him. But the other hold was fine. He missed that field goal. He missed his extra point. Uh, you know, th there's there's seven points right there that, that you don't have. You know, but that's still not enough. You know, we know what this offense is capable of. And that's why I think even when when this the, when this offense falls short of perfection, people get upset, which I think is wrong. But this offense is 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 capable of way more than what they've produced the last couple of weeks, and that comes down to you know I see a lot of people saying, "Hey, why, why don't you just take the play that's underneath? Why don't you why don't you just move the chains? Like who are you? Like Hank Strom? You like you you just want to like meticulate the ball down the field? You want to run an offense from the the NFL's 1960s? This is a big play offense." This is a modern-day offense. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray said, if it's one-on-one -on -one with your receivers that you trust and they get that step, throw them the damn ball. And he's been doing it. But it's, you know, opposed for where it was earlier in the season, those guys come up with the football, and then now they're not coming up with the catch. You look like a goat, not the good goat, in in those scenarios, you got to. It's just like NFL receivers just have to come up with those catches. If not, you know, they're not going to get the paydays that Christian Kirk's expecting to get at the end of the season. So I don't know. I, I agree to it to an extent. Like if you see it and you watch the replay, you're watching the all 22 and you get the full look of the field and you see what Kyler Murray missed out on and moving the change. Sure. But if the big plays there, like we saw it in Chicago, he goes one-on-one -on, -one on fourth down to Deandre Hopkins on fourth and short for a touchdown for 20 plus yards. I, I mean, I'm not going to turn my nose up on that because that's what this, this offense is trying to do. If you don't like that, then I guess, you know, Kyler Murray, the caliber of quarterback he is, like playing to his strengths, it's not for you. And I don't get it. There's one thing that's changed over the last handful of weeks. Um, and we need to talk about it next. It's okay. It seems like it seems like the head coach has just gotten bored with a specific play. And we'll talk about it next. Locked on Cardinals, betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. 
as football continues to march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. I am stoked for the college football playoff on Friday. Are you kidding me? That's so sneaky. You forget about it. And then it's like, oh man, like so many fortunes can be changed. Like what if, what if Cincinnati beats Alabama? Like it doesn't matter, but betonline.ag's got you covered. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKED ON. From basketball, football, NHL boxing, UFC, right to your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season into 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts, Bo. All right. Final segment. Alex Clancy Bobrock, thank you to everybody who likes, subscribes, comments on our YouTube channel, watches us live, you know, gets us anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, et cetera. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bo and I are so thankful for everything that you do to, you know, just stay on this ride with us. We're having a hell of a time. Um, the Cardinals stopped running the ball. And I don't know why. Uh, I tweeted out on on Saturday. It seems like Cliffs is just he just gets bored, so he calls dumbass plays like that. That's what it like at times. And this isn't this isn't a pile on Cliff thing. What the Cardinals were, why the Cardinals were winning early. Sure, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, etc. It was the defense, and it was running the ball. It was James Conner, and it was running, and it was playing defense. The Cardinals have zero pass rush. As Bo got super passionate about on the post game, it's like. I mean, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna rush the passer, no secondary in the NFL is gonna be good enough to defend guys for more than three or four seconds. It's impossible. It's impossible to do. And running the ball allows you to, to maintain clock, maintain time of possession if you're doing it effectively. And when you have, and obviously James Conner didn't play on Saturday, but moving forward with Dallas, you want to keep Dak Prescott on the sideline as long as possible. And the the run defense, the front seven for the Cowboys, maybe the most improved group of any team in the NFL. Like, they are world beaters. Michael Parsons could win Defensive Player of the Year. He probably won't. But that front seven is going to be difficult to run on. But still, with Chase Edmonds and James Conner, that needs to be a focal point. That will set up the play action. That will set up the Kyler Murray RPO. That sets up the world while having the clock run with you on the field on offense. Do you see that as something that is a huge catalyst as to why they're not winning, or is it just another thing to pile on? I mean, I think it's just winning football. You and I don't agree, agree on a lot, and I think that there's a ton of people in the Cardinals fan base. This is something that they've been pounding the table forever. Any, they go down any amount of points, they get away from the run. Like it, it, it's refreshing anytime that they stick with it, and shockingly, it, it turns it, it, it tends to work out for them. You know, they get themselves in second, third, and manageable. When Chase Edmonds was running really well the other night, the offense was humming. But when they're going out there and they're like, oh, we're chasing points, or they were sitting on a one-point lead, and they come out, they go pass, pass, pass. Three and out. Done. What did it last? It was less than 20 seconds as far as time of possession. Put the ball right back seconds. in the hands. Put your, put your defense right back there on the field after making a big stop. You know, it, it's just, it's insanity. When you look at what the uh, with the the Cowboys and where their strengths are as a, as a defense, you know I think that that's something you can absolutely do, and it, it helps you when you're a struggling team, when you're slumping, when you're not making the big plays. Sometimes it just helps to get back to the basics, and running the football is the most basic thing you can absolutely do to get the offensive line going, 
to get your offense in, in manageable positions, to turn that clock, to give your defense some rest. It's just bodes well for every single group on the field. I, I won't disagree with that ever. And I think, you know, if James Goner can come back and, and be healthy, and then you've got Chase Edmonds back in the lineup, you've got your two hosses there. It's a, it's a great thing for the Arizona Cardinals. And that's something, you know, and, and of course with Rodney Hudson being activated, you know, that just is, that that's something to be positive about going into this contest. Yeah, but for sure. You got to I mean, utilize it. You got to have yeah. your head coach. You got to have your play caller be able to, to lean on it sometimes. Zero excuse when you have two RB1 fringe guys in the backfield. Chase Edmonds looked excellent. I mean, he looked he spry. He looked like the Chase Edmonds that that we have known and loved for a while, but you know, usually as a you know, a, a you know, a, a duo partner and not and not a lead back. I mean, if James Conner comes back, I don't know if they kept him out because he was really injured, if they, you know, they thought that they could squeeze out another week out of him. I mean, they need him to play and they need him to touch the ball a lot. You know, I mean, that's where especially with DeAndre Hopkins out. Regardless of the Andre Hopkins numbers, you know, were great or not this year, the decoy factor is there. I mean, he's still a top three receiver in the NFL, and they, um, uh, you know, it's it, it keeps the defense honest, and the defense now doesn't have to be honest. They can allocate their their spy elsewhere. But if you can use James Conner and Chase Edmonds touching the ball, I mean, I they could touch the ball twenty five times each, whether it be catching the ball to the backfield or running the ball. If that's what's going to work, that's what's going to work. Yeah. And I think you just ride whatever you can. Chase Edmonds looked pro bully. I mean, on Saturday in space, he just looked. I mean, he looks like an absolute weapon. And him and Kyler Murray have not lost a step. You know, there's just guys that you know, and, and we talked about this in the post. Like that's that's his guy. That's Kyler's yeah. guy, and he's got him back. So running the ball is going to yeah. be paramount moving forward, especially if they have to go to Green Bay. You know, I mean, it, it, like that's they need to be able to run the ball effectively. Run the ball, play defense, you win Super Bowls. That's what it's always been since the beginning of NFL time. <laughs> and so, I don't disagree. I don't... It, it, it sickens me. It sickens me that we have to we have to agree after our, our fight. We're getting back. We're I know, getting bro. back. It's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alex Lanty, Bobrock, Locked On Cardinals. Uh, Marcus Mosier from Locked On uh, Cowboys. That's going to be – he's awesome dude. Um that's going to be really fun on Thursday. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the um, the workaround uh, with our, us posting the podcast on Sunday night instead of Monday. It was a weird game with Saturday. So uh, if you haven't checked that out, please do. Uh, please check out the post-game reaction. That was probably the best stuff that we had because when Bo and I go unscripted and it's just like synthesizing what we just watched in real time, uh, that's the good stuff because a lot of times – we're going to be on opposite sides of the coin. And we don't do that to fabricate things. We genuinely think each other are stupid and it's fantastic. <laughs> um, so tomorrow we'll do a little bit more of a look ahead to Dallas. There's been a lot of faces to the Dallas Cowboys organization this year, just like the Cardinals. They've, there's been a bunch of different teams that have hit the field. The Cowboys are getting healthier while the Cardinals are starting to wane a little bit. And even though Rodney Hudson will be back, hopefully James Conner will be back. They're not going to be at 100% full strength without their number one wide receiver. And with what we said, Marco Wilson, we'll see. We, we, have, we haven't gotten a real report with him yet. Because if Cliff, he and Robert Cliff Alford continue mention, to be out. Uh, yeah, I mean, Alford's out for the rest of the regular season as far yep. as IR, even if he's de designated to return. But uh, Cliff said the other day that he, there's no real updates on the shoulder issue with Marco Wilson. So Yeah, we'll so see. if Marco Wilson's out, it's going to be CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, 
Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson would be a wide receiver two on a different team, and versus Byron Murphy and a couple safeties. Antonio like that, that's what the Cardinals are going to be facing. Yeah. 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 So uh, it, it's it's something we're going to look look towards. We're going to talk to again Marcus Mosier on Thursday about it. Get his takes on it because I would look. I would guess the rest of the NFL is salivating when they get to play the Cardinals. Not only is it a team that's reeling, but it's a team that they could get some notoriety out of where they beat a team that was once a world beater during the first mm-hmm. half of the season. I cannot believe we're having the same conversation that we were at this time last year. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals. They clinch a playoff spot. They could take over the division again with a win on Sunday and a loss to the Ram, a loss by the Rams in Baltimore. It's not crazy. This whole thing could flip, in you know, in in one game for both teams. We'll see if it happens. We'll talk about it more tomorrow. Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you then.